Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is when you're listening. It's another edition of the Falls Cast brought to you by the Falls Free Press in beautiful Congo Falls, Ohio. As we're recording, it's Sunday, December 3rd. And we are here with some of our favorite Falls Casters once again. Um, Welcome, everybody. <laughs> no introduction. What? We're not even going to be introduced. Oh, no, no. Way too How early for us. do? Jenna, Hello. Hello. yo, MFR, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Friendly swear word from Steve. Ah. Friendly swear word. That means he likes you. Yeah. Sorry, it's too early. All right, it is way too <laughs> early. We okay, are recording okay. early this morning for us. I just got a COVID booster the other day, and my oh, arm is still hurting. And boy, yeah. I have never been so tired for three days straight. Well, it means <laughs> yeah. Go, little immune system, it, go. That means yeah. it's working. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get mine. Me too. I don't know why and I've been putting it off. You haven't taken your dad to get his. I know. I need to take him. I'm slacking. Be sure to check out our website. We've got we've had some new articles popping up. Mm-hmm. And be sure to send your feedback to us and tell us what you think of both the paper and the show. You can get a hold of us on Facebook. You can review us on whatever podcast catcher you use. And you can also email your comments to us. Press at gmail.com. So... Like I said, we're sort of just jumping into it, but how is mm-hmm. everybody? <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. It has been a couple weeks. Yeah, we are now officially in the uh, December holiday season, I guess. Um, things are just moving way too fast for my likes. But yeah, it's just, we're doing, we're doing well. We're doing well. How about everybody else? We sold the house. It closed Woo-woo! on Friday morning. Okay. Yes, Pop Pop has money now, and he doesn't have all that extra bills for maintaining two households. Yep. So nice. Uh, yeah, he, he's saving twenty two hundred dollars a month now. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're kind of almost on easy street. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's how our week has gone. How about everyone else? Woo! Oh, and Woo! we did the Christmas crawl. We did the Christmas crawl. How was uh, the Christmas last night? Yeah, yeah. How that was, was that? It, well, it wasn't as crowded. As years past. No. Yeah. Um, but it seems pretty steady. And it was the, fun. Yeah, the Tiki Underground has their back patio. They have a big tent with uh, those with awesome the heaters. heaters inside of it, so it's warm. Yeah. So that mm. was fun. Um. And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and we saw the meters. Not as, the, it, none they of were them were really as, yeah, awesome. I wasn't as impressed as oh, much. Yeah. They, they seem to be not as, not as ambitious. Yeah. Am I, the, I think maybe now? everyone's feeling it. Like, we're not, Mike didn't decorate outside. He says uh-huh. he's not feeling it. I put the Christmas uh-huh. tree up and that's about it. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just feeling kind of, maybe we're collectively just like, tired uh, yeah i have been hey, greatly... hey mike you need a ladder i can yeah. i can cheer you up oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what bart <laughs> i have been de- i have been in the process of decorating for two weeks because mm-hmm. i'll get a little bit done and then stop and then do a little bit more and stop and this is turning into a song but i apologize um <laughs> but yeah it's like well, i just it's are you taken, gonna finish it's taken me a whole week uh, and I'm still not even finished decorating the tree. Yes, because like, I get a little bit done, and he's like, I don't feel like doing it anymore. Yeah. We, we we put lights up outside. Lights are up outside. They're, they're half ass, but they're up. They're up. And we they're do have, and we we have more to put up, and we, we don't know if we'll get to it. Maybe. Yeah. But and we then, haven't put our tree up yeah, yet. Well, we can do that today if you want. Yeah. Maybe we can do that today. Just be um fairly nice out today. Oh, you don't you listen to Christmas music. I'll put it up. 
I won't. <laughs> oh, now, hey, wait a second. It's December. We're allowed to listen to Christmas music no, now, Steve. Steve, and... Steve says I can <laughs> listen to Christmas music on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, he... Whoa! I'm no, only allowed in December. That's the week before. I am yeah. a fucking Grinch, man. Bob you are. Like, like, <laughs> Team Steven. says, oh, my God, Santa. Well, yeah, Santa's so. cool. <laughs> Air 5, Steve. Cool. Air 5, right there with you. Oh, boo. <laughs> A bunch of party poopers. That's me. Oh, uh, about you, Kathy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading something and missed. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Oh, reading the art, the sewer rates over there. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking All about right, Christmas decorations. Yeah. Are you decorating? Is your tree? Are you doing um, a tree? I, my tree is not ready because last year, um, half my lights went out. Um, my fault. I accidentally like cut the wire by accident. <laughs> so, oh no! No, I. It was like a pre-lit tree. Pre-lit. So yeah. It, I'm just gonna get replacement lights for that part and redo it. So I haven't done it yet, but. You gotta just get a, a strand or two of lights and put them on top that's, of your that's tree. That's what I did. That's what we did when ours died. <laughs> or just yeah. splice it together. You know where the cut is. Splice it and the line back together. Not yeah. everybody is like you, Mike. Yeah, Steve could do that. I would kill myself. Yes, be, like too. the tree would be on fire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it would Same. be hilarious. Same. Oh, it, would, it would not be funny. That would be the same way. I'd be, be like, funny. I tried to fix it, and then push. Yeah. I would. I would poop my pants if it cut on fire. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. The shitter's full. Shitter's full. <laughs> okay. All right, Bart. Sorry. Well, I went. I went to the uh, tree lighting. Oh, nice. And how did it go? It was good. Um, it's now it's no longer on Front Street. Yeah, we yeah. saw. We didn't go this year again. We're feeling very, very humbuggy or whatever. I don't know what's wrong with us, but well, I saw it that so, it was. It was so much better. Get think okay. about how bad it was on Front Street. Yep. How crammed it was. Very crowded. Where, Where was it? Now? City Hall. Instead, it was in front of City Hall. Okay, so oh. more open space. On yeah, that. On that. They, on that that palisade, that walkway, right, that goes to the yeah, right in front uh, of the right a, in front that would, of the building. A, that would be a pretty place. I need to go take a picture. That would make yeah, a. Fantastic. They closed off the two blocks there of Second Street between the church and City Hall, and so that entire space was open. They had food trucks in the Natatorium parking lot, and then down on by the bank, they had they had the reindeer and others, and then other different crafts and stuff. Oh, that's why all those uh, streets yeah. were locked off yeah. when we came yeah. home that night. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, a good good chunk of downtown was blocked off with you can, all the streets were closed off. Yeah, but it was it was good. Um, I heard the fireworks were really yeah, good. Yeah, the fireworks. Yeah, it was only like 15 minutes, but it was long enough to. Wow. 15 minutes is a long fireworks. That's, that's a lot cool. of fireworks. That's a lot of fireworks. It is cool. We could hear it really well from our house. And we're like, whoa, that is really loud this year. But <laughs> they had a lot. Closer. Yeah, they did. They I did. Heard I heard it as well. It's like, boy, that went on for a long time. <laughs> oh, man. I wish it would have gone. Yeah, me too. I, I wanted yeah. to go. We almost went, but we were tired. Yeah. Like old old farts. I just didn't want to go anywhere. And it was cool. Because no, it wasn't. It was nice out. Because it had, I think it had been sunny that day. Yeah. So it was not bad out. No, no, no. I, I just, we just I, didn't make we, it. We didn't have any energy. We didn't yeah. want to do it. Oh. We were the same. We just kind of was like, eh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've gone other years and stuff. I just, I don't know. It's the yeah. year of Bahambug. It looked like a lot of people showed up. Look from the pictures of it, it was pretty crowded. It, it was, uh-huh. it was cool. I would like to have experienced it. Um, yeah. I didn't, but you know, hey. I'm not sorry. Because <laughs> she got to go to sleep early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've also, 
I have watched two Christmas movies. Uh oh. Oh, here were, it comes. And only one of them was new. Have you but, seen Violent? Have you seen Violent Christmas yet? He did see Violent, Violent Night. Night. Yeah, I saw that last Violent. year. He, he reviewed it. Oh, that's right. He I, reviewed it. I, I love that movie. I edited it and I was like, that was, that's that sounds pretty good. Bart said it was good, so I'm we're gonna see it. Yeah. Um, but I watched the Mean One, which was a parody of The Grinch. Okay. Oh, okay. And it was a Grinch horror movie. Oh, oh no. No, no Bart. It, oh, no. no. It was. Like, the Grinch is just sort of this angry, uh, hostile creature that lives up in the mountains, and he just doesn't like Christmas. So every time, so, like, the town quit putting up Christmas decorations, and then as soon as someone puts up Christmas decorations, he finds his way down again. And he kills people? Yeah, he kills people, yeah. But of course, like, it's not, it's not as I'd say it's not his body, but then next thing you know, there's him dismembering someone and tossing him into a box. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the worst part of the whole thing is, of course, when his heart does eventually grow three, three t- sizes too big. Because you oh. know what happens when someone's heart grows three times too big. He explodes? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. But then I also watched one that's on Shudder right that just came out called It's a Wonderful Knife. Oh, no. And it was last year... There was a killer who came out at Christmas time, and like you immediately find out it was the mayor who's trying to, you know, buy up the town. Okay. Um, Jeez. but it's then like 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 this this year this the main character uh does the whole you know things would be better if I was never born, and mm. she she winds up in a world where the killer is still on the loose. He's been killing every every few weeks, but it's a very good you know I using the it's a wonderful life trope. Wow, Christmas and horror. I just can't meld those two together. <laughs> Bad Santa is still one of my favorites, though, with Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. I don't think I've seen that. That one's so heavy. You, uh, the first one, there's made two. I made two of them, but the first one's definitely better than the second one. I didn't see the second one. Oh, Mike just sent, put a picture in Slack. <laughs> <laughs> that was my holiday spirit, my advent calendar of Hans. Oh, Newman. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him that. Die hard, baby. Nice. I just got a discussion on Facebook the other day, just yesterday, about a friend saying, explain to me why Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Right? Huge discussion. Deep discussion with all of our friends on Facebook. It was actually fun. Yeah. 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 That's an argument Mike and I always have. So I had to get that for him. I thought it was pretty funny. He's very happy with it. It's right in our living room, of course. So, you know. Getting in the Christmas spirit. Hey, motherfucker. And we have Alex jumping into the call here. Woo! Alex, welcome. Hello. Hello. Yay, hello. back. Hello. It's like hello. two times in a row. What's Later. going on? I was just reminiscing about my reunited joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reunited and it feels so good. Boom, boom, boom. Darling, I was blind to let you go. Let you go, baby. So next year we're going to start seeing a water rate increase in the falls. Yeah, along with everything else. Not, yeah. just, in, not just in True. our bills, but like my car insurance went up like 15 bucks a month. Like, And they're like, oh, it's just, you know, the cost of like everything's going up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
everything's going up so we can make things go up too. Yay. Yeah, along with corporate <laughs> I just saw this. Oh, wait, I just saw this thing the other day. Yeah, exactly. That was like some like, you know, hardcore MAGA Republican talking to somebody like in an interview and being like, well, you know, Biden would just would just get the inflation down. And then they show this clip where they show Katie Porter talking to some like executive who's testifying before Congress. And she's holding up this like board that has this information. And she goes, what is causing inflation? And the guy looks at it and he says, well, like, according to what you're holding, it's um, corporate profits. <laughs> yeah, because they're all up. Uh, yeah. What? yeah. They're, they're they're artificially yeah. forcing the price up. Yes, that's an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So I would expect everything to go up. Until like, everything. Every, yeah, I mean, inflation is actually going down. I mean, we are actually seeing improvement in the economy. But corporate greed, I mean, they're not going to then go and say, oh, we're doing better. So we're going to lower those prices. Yeah. You know? oh, but our sewer rate and our water rate isn't about that. That's yeah, about infra- about aging that. 110-year-old infrastructure. Yes, it's yeah. about not having poop in the Cuyahoga. Yeah. And also <laughs> that we haven't we haven't had a, a rate increase since 2005. 2005. I mean, that's yeah. unbelievable when you think about it, that we have not had a rate increase since 2005. Yeah. Name one thing cool. that hasn't gone up in 18 years. Right. Cost. You right. can't. Well, and, they, and we've maintained uh, public electricity, too. I mean, you know, a lot of communities are not doing that kind of stuff. I was going to say, too, about the water. Like, did anybody try to drive around, like, I think it was Lincoln, maybe Elmwood, like, going toward Bailey for, like, two weeks? There was like some kind of water issue, and it was a big deal because that whole st- there was like two whole blocks I think of Lincoln going going toward Bailey that was that were just closed down, and it was because they were doing something like underneath the street and water, it was really uh, the water main break or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I thought those were, I thought those usually got repaired pretty quick. I mean, this was like straight like two weeks. I don't know. Well, it, wow. it, maybe it was Fubar in multiple places. Who knows? Yeah. You know. Maybe, but I mean, it speaks to like the cost of doing business, right? I mean, they got to mm-hmm. spend a bunch of time and money to do that. Unless they're just, you know, it's the union bilking. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, Kathy's done a lot of research on this. Um, Kathy, what did you uh, find out about what other cities are paying? And Well, I'm kind of confused on some of that with um, on the Akron one. Akron rates are going up as well. But I'm confused on their website here of what they're um, saying. Their Akron rate currently for um, per HCF, which is 100 cubic feet, is 273, and it's going up to 306, which is an increase of 33, 33 cents per 100 cubic feet. So they're um, for like a 5/8 meter size. They're small. They're going, according to this site, it's going up nine nine dollars. So according to their the Akron gov website akronhow.gov website akron water bill right now for a three-quarter size for 400 cubic feet a month is currently at 14.92 and going up to 25.24 that's akron that's significantly more than what they're proposing in cuyahoga falls i mean what are we talking about i mean we were kind of trying to figure out how much ours currently for 400 cubic feet is 10.93 I think it's going up like to something like to 12, 12 and change to yeah. next next Another, year um, for and then it goes up every year for until 2028 uh, and it ends up at what was it 27 and change? Mm-hmm. Yes. So comparably speaking for Cuyahoga Falls, I mean that is a small increase compared to other cities that are going around, including Akron. Now their link shows, shows it has the option to look at Cuyahoga Falls, but what they're showing is the current rate for Cuyahoga Falls for four. 
100 cubic feet is, is not really accurate. It said it's 1584 volume charge when it's really 1093 for four. So I don't understand this website. And then it's adding in a billing fee of $5.80, which I don't see anywhere. And then, For Akron? You mean for Akron, not for Cuyahoga Falls? No, they're showing it for Cuyahoga Falls. It's the oh. Akron website for Cuyahoga Falls. Then they're showing for next year like a $13 infrastructure fee, which I don't, I can't find that anywhere in any of the legislation. For Falls? Yes. Yeah. It'd be great if we could get somebody on here and they can maybe explain what is actually happening, happening, because when I'm looking at the documentation and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, we're looking at what, about 20 bucks or so for an average home over five years. Isn't that what we were talking about? I mean, it's going to increase five or like about $20 or so for an average household over five years. So, I mean, that's kind of minimal increase in cost but i mean i'd really like to kind of talk to make sure that we're understanding it correctly on what actually uh, it might be for an average household or you know i know it's kind of hard because it depends on usage and if you have how much water you you know (laughs) how much water and sewage you're actually using but i have my spreadsheet and i follow this like down to the penny yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i don't see where they're getting on this akron website mentioning Cog Falls, I don't know where some of their information is coming from because I don't see that on anywhere on my bill. Yeah. yeah. So that would be good to talk to somebody in Cog Falls that yes. can break that down for us and explain what's really happening. Right. And, and how do they determine what, what um, how do they determine to raise rates versus the bond issue, issuing bonds for improvements and this and that, what, you know, what's the background of that? Mm-hmm. I think that would be good to get kind of like more of an understanding before we really make a decision whether or not this is a good thing or not. I know that there are some people out there that are, you know, kind of screaming at the administration and, you know, calling it. Uh, I, I, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> Saying, you know, kind of spreading a little bit of lies out there and and scare tactics on how much is this going to cost. And I think that it would be really great to kind of really get the real information out there to say, well, how much are we actually talking? Because if it's if we're talking like twenty dollars for an average household over the next five years, when we haven't had an increase since two thousand and five. I mean, we have old infrastructure out there. I mean, how old are our houses out there? Mike and I were talking about it. Our house is, what, from the 40s or 50s? Uh, post-war bungalow. But yes, and I think that's the majority of Cuyahoga Falls, right? We're all kind of like that post-war bungalow where, you know, people were come back to the war and they just pop, 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 a bunch of houses. And so our infrastructure is pretty old, you know, and we're going to... The city was, what, founded in 18... 1812? I want to say 1812, but... 1812? Yeah, something like... It's 1812. Yeah. Really old infrastructure in some of the older parts of the city, you know? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of older homes and older um, infrastructure that um, is going to need to be repaired. I mean, it's going to become a disaster. And then if we don't start doing something now, we're going to have a much bigger... Cheaper to to fix it before it breaks than to have to repair and then fix it all. For sure. Yeah, you can't ignore those kind of things. Yeah, you're going to clean up the mess. You're going to cause problems. You're going to be without water and sewage for a while. I mean, it's going to be a potential issue. Like um, Alex was just talking about how um, the street on... I'm sorry, I forget what street you were talking about. Where they're Lincoln Lincoln, that they were down for, you know, maybe something like that happened. We don't know. I mean, that could happen all over and things can start breaking. We have to start looking at putting in you know, better um, structure or better infrastructure in there. And um, if, if if it 
cost me $20 over the next five years to start getting, you know, newer infrastructure. I mean, I, I know that people are struggling and we can have a conversation about that. And I think that we can't really relate the two, right? It's not, <laughs> it's not apples it's, and oranges. It's you not apples complain, and oranges. Yeah. Complete yeah. someone who's living in poverty and can't afford their, their bills with right. needing to upgrade the infrastructure. You yeah. know, maybe there'll be government help there. We did Biden did pass the infrastructure bill. Maybe the city will be seeing some of those dollars to help, you know, defray or improve and yeah. save us on our tax bill. Yeah. <clears throat> From that other article I shared the other day, that there's some Democrats in the Senate trying to pass some type of change with infrastructure funding from the federal government. So that might change something, too. Yeah, and I think our administration is really good at knowing about those funds available, right? I mean, they've been pretty good at being able to put in the, the requests to get those funds and using them the way that the funds should be used. I know that there there's some complaints or some questions about how we have something like the, the NECO office, or should we be putting money into the arts and things like that? And why can't we take those funds and moving them over into infrastructure, which to, to me is, I mean, when I hear something like that, it kind of just I don't think that they really understand how government works, right? Or grants how and, and, and how budgets work. I it's mean, it's more not about budgeting. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not. It's not as simple as like if you're looking at you can't take money from here and just slide it over here. It's you not can't like right and saving personal accounts. You can't do that. Yeah. If it's yeah, you, for well, arts, it has to be for arts. Right. I mean, if you if you have a grant out there and you you applied for a grant and it was for specifically for an art project, you can't take that money and then move it over and to right. fix that's your, fraud. That, that's fraud. fraud. That is fraud. And that could get us into, you know, a bit of a pickle. I mean, but you know, have humor but about that. But it should work that way. It should yeah, work. Well, no, it doesn't. I don't think well, so. But that's saying that's that's their that's yeah. their counter argument. That's what they're yeah. going to try to say. Well, it doesn't make any sense well, at all because, no, it doesn't work that way. It's not it fact based. Like that. I mean, it's, it's like out. if you go, it's, OK, it's, it's fantasy based. If you if you go to go get a house loan or something like that, like you want to repair your house and you're going to them and saying, I want to put in a brand new kitchen. And then they go and they look at the value of your house and they say, OK, we're going to give you um, I, I can't remember what particular loan this is, but it's for repairs, specifically for repairs. And you're telling them you're going to go fix your kitchen and then you take that money. And then you decide to go on a trip to Hawaii on it instead of fixing your kitchen. You have just frauded the bank and you're going to get in trouble for that. I mean, you are going to get your little butt in trouble for that. They don't have a sense of humor about it. It's the same thing about grants or anything like that. If the city goes and says, hey, we're, we would like to have a grant money for, you know, X, Y, Z. If we're taking that money and moving it over here, then that's fraud. That's that would cause a major problem and lawsuits and we would just be, you know, in a world of hurt. And so we wouldn't be allowed to get those grants again. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nope. Nope. We could potentially have the state come in and say, all right, you no longer have control over your um, own budgeting and we're going to speaking tell you of, what you can and cannot do with it. Which yeah. speaking of which, you know, they have had multiple awards recognition from the state for how well they handle their budgets and financing. So well, yeah, that's what I was going to point out. Is we have an award-winning finance department. Mm -hmm. so, no, well, you're not right. Only, not only that, like you mentioned the NECO office, like that was cost neutral. Um, like it used like, you know, money that was already in the budget to sort of like move those, what, four positions. You have the director of communications, an assistant. And then the reason this is relevant is there's somebody else in the NECO office whose job it is to um, basically do communications surrounding utilities. Uh, his name is Bryce. I forget his last name. Um, he helps with the basketball tournament the last couple of years. 
and he replaced somebody who was there before him and that was her job also her name was rebecca and i can't remember her last name but like if you ever went to the library or the service department or somewhere like that to get a kit that was full of like um light bulbs and power strips yeah. and stuff that we get every year um he's the one who administers that program um so and, and so i would say speaking of somebody who you might be able to talk to to get some information about that you could certainly reach out to netco and get to him and he might be willing to come on the show or at least answer some questions because i'm sure this is something people are curious about but yeah i mean i don't want to go so far as to say that you know the city's finances are infallible because <laughs> none no cities no finances right. Are. right right but say that brian um who is the head of the finance department is fantastic and as kathy pointed out it, it's an award-winning finance department so um, i just awesome. i just wanted to ask what nico can you that's acronym can you tell us what that is i can actually it's neighborhood excellence um communication and community outreach okay and what what exactly do they do just briefly so the neck the neighborhood excellence initiative is something that was put forth by the mayor that allows um individuals in each um precinct to become what they call neighborhood ambassadors and that allows people in each ward to have sort of a point person who's a citizen um, rather than somebody working at City Hall to kind of answer their questions or at least be a go-between for them and people at the city. So that if people feel like, you know, they need to get in touch with somebody at the city, they might be able to get um, to the right person by going to their neighborhood ambassador. Not every precinct has a neighborhood ambassador, but a lot of people are. I'm a neighborhood ambassador in my precinct. And I was one of the first because I had gone to the mayor right around the time he came up with it to ask about if you wanted to do the um, three-on-three basketball tournament. There's a lot of different capacities in which neighborhood ambassadors can serve. There was one gentleman who his whole thing was he wanted to be the guy who um, did the little libraries. Um, and he ran for, he ran against Susan Spinner, not this time, but the past time. Um, and he always helps out with the basketball tournament. There's um, other people I've known who've done like, you know, um, block parties and stuff. Um, so neighborhood ambassadors, do lots of different things and that's all under the umbrella of the neighborhood excellence initiative communication is what it what you think it is it's you know the, the employees who work for the city um two of them who do um uh, like press releases and all the kind of um run social media and that kind of stuff and that, that also includes jeff stroop who has worked for the city i think since he was like a teenager and you'll see him at city events taking pictures uh, he updates the website. He's really a great sort of like utility guy. He's like Mike, except instead of working like in like, you know, warehouses and doing like labor, he's like does <laughs> websites and like photography and all that stuff. Things, by the way, which Mike does as well. So kudos, Mike. Um, <laughs> Not as well. <laughs> um, so Keep so our Jeff, website going. <laughs> so Jeff yeah. is great. And, and um, Carrie Snyder and... Um, she took over for Kelly Crawford Smith, who used to be the head of that office. Um, and uh, they brought in Morgan, um, who was her assistant. So that's the communication part. And then the community outreach part, I think, is just exactly what it sounds like. It's just, you know, finding ways to work with people in the community um, to make sure that they're um, doing everything they can. And, and a lot of times community outreach tends to be the social media piece. So I'm not sure who's in charge of that, but like, if you follow like Cuyahoga Falls City Hall or whatever it is on um, on whatever social media channels you use, um, they're the ones who administer those accounts and make sure that people are up to date on on what's going on. And if you like us, because we have sort of a little media thing here, um, are on their contact list, and when they send out press releases about everything from you know the mayor announcing the 
the the tree lighting to um, there's a water main break on Lincoln, <laughs> you know, you get those press releases and, and Bart knows all about that. And I still get all those too. So uh, it's a really important department and all that work was being done anyway. It just needed sort of to be reorganized under its own title, partially because as every corporate entity will tell you, for many years, people doubted the importance of social media and all those kinds of things. And they all kind of had to have that come to be Jesus um, where they realized, okay, we need, you know, 25 year old kids to come in and our social media and, you know, work our website and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of how that ended up. That's a longer explanation than you wanted. There you go. But no, that was a really good explanation. And for Bart, yeah, and for this, our back to our roundtable, it's an awesome segue into the next part of the roundtable, right, Bart? Real quick. Oh. Brian Hoffman is the Brian Hoffman. Yes, yes. We should have remembered that. Oh well. I can picture the guy's face. I know. I could too. <laughs> I could too. Well, as we're talking about that, yeah, the city's website has recently seen a massive uptick in visits, partly because of the Ohio magazine story about us. Mm-hmm. In September, it went from 56,000 to 1 million in October. Wow. To over 4 million in November. That's insane. That's That's, uh, quite an uptick. That is. (laughs) Could you imagine if that happened to us? We would be like, I can't even do the math. Yeah. (laughs) The city went viral. Oh, yay. That is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It just confirms what we already know, which is the Cuyahoga Falls rules. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's so many great things. And that was a great article about Cuyahoga Falls. So pretty awesome. Yes, absolutely. Thoughts and prayers to Jeff Stroop who's dealing with the uh, website. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it going. Yeah. (laughs) He's earning his money. More power. (laughs) Need more bandwidth. No. Right. And see, and that goes back thing too where people were questioning if we need all this stuff with public arts and things and it's like you know it brings tourism is a big deal mm-hmm. yeah. it- well and along that point with the tourism or whatnot and i know there's some things going on with changing you know residential uh zoning and whatnot and they're looking at and they're looking at building more apartments and more housing and whatnot that could also be tax dollars coming into our city which could help pay for some of that yep. infrastructure, you know, and using land that isn't necessarily being used anyway, and it's not necessarily taken away from the green space if you are building it with green space in mind. So you can smartly do that, still bring in more money for tax revenue, bring in more people to visit the area, bringing in tax revenue, and be right. able to take that well, money and put it into the infrastructure instead of just sitting there fighting it and saying, oh, we don't want this because, you know, we want development, but we don't want that development, you know. Right. But unfortunately, the zoning, the zoning laws don't really discriminate that deeply. You can't discriscriminate against one business if they're similar to another because it's it, that's not how it works. They'll sue you and they'll win. So yeah. you're just going to be wasting money with lawyer fees and fighting it. It's yeah. stupid. It's why they don't uh, fight I, it. I know that's they're looking uh, pretty soon. They're looking at changing the, uh, the zoning over in that uh, Merriman Valley area where they want to change it. I forget from what it is to uh r4 i think it was what it was um was it r4 to mu whatever i know they want to change the zoning so they can build some you know mixed use and um housing over there uh in the new valley master plan but people are already trying to stir the pot to say they're fighting that because oh you're going to destroy all the green space and whatnot 
I'm like, there's where they're looking at, there's already apartments there. It's right around the corner from Timbertop in Waterford. I'm like, you have high density apartments that are crap over there right now. And then go down Northampton yeah, Road. Yeah, there's a small apartment complex over there. You know, Tice Road has nothing. I mean, you have a couple of houses there, but, you know, hmm. there was what the old Hardy Road landfill, you know, over there. I'm like, yeah, that's right. There's not much in that area. And, you know, that the, those little like the little pockets where it's not like you're going out towards Blossom and destroying a lot of park to build an apartment complex. It was the same thing when they did Sycamore. You know, it's now that was a little shady, you know, or not shady, but it was questionable. But at the same time, you, it's not a green space that you're destroying. It was a golf course that you're getting rid of that is surrounded by businesses. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's like you he's like, oh, you're tearing away the green space. OK, turn around. There, there's a yeah, small complex the right there. Yeah. Zahan's martial arts. There's Jesus. a subway there. There's, I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you have the, uh, da, 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 the tennis place, which kind of segues into the next thing uh, where, you know, there's businesses and whatnot all along that stretch. It's not a, a green space per se. It's not like where Sarah's vineyard is where that's a nice little green space kind of thing, you know, but well, hopefully uh, that, just rambling. Yeah. That, that area might, you know, being that they're working with Akron on it, it will hopefully come out with the nice. It benefits both cities. Yeah, it's going to be and that they're working together instead of each, mm-hmm. instead of. Yeah, and they're doing charrettes with everything. To, yeah, yeah. To find a way to how can we do this to maximize, you know, mm-hmm. occupancy and whatnot, with also minimizing impact to the surrounding area. You know, yeah. so it's like you still want to keep the green spaces and possibly make new parks. In that unused area, which is quote unquote green space, it, it's green space because there's nothing there. It's not even parks there. It's just overgrowth. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it's a quote unquote green space, but it's like, I'd rather see it converted into a park, you know, still have the natural elements there, still, you know, minimize the impact, but let's use that area. You know, if you can make it an attraction and minimize the impact, you know, mm-hmm. environmentally to that area, but still draw revenue, let's do it. Yeah, we we definitely need more more affordable that's housing. Saying. That's for sure. We need a more I affordable don't. housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing about a negative effect that's uh, and positive, Chicago Falls is becoming more on the map. It's more desirable to live here mm-hmm. um, for recreational all that stuff and the good stuff. It makes the house and the new school housing prices are going up. Val housing mm-hmm. values are going up, which also means housing taxes are going to go up too for people who already have their. House yeah. paid off for on a fixed income. That could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. But there might be a system. Revenue driver. It is a, but also we, we got to balance it, right? We have more to balance it because the, the great thing about Cuyahoga Falls, I think, is that it is, a, you know, it's it's affordable for, you know, for the common Joe to live here. So we yeah, have to kind of balance it. is something you got to, you know, worry about yeah. also, yes. Absolutely. I mean, we don't want to price out and become, you know, a place where, um, you, you know, a... A uh, young family can't move in and, you know, mm-hmm. be able to afford the housing or people that have been in their housing, you know, forever and they're retired and then their taxes are going up to the point where they can't afford it anymore. You really have to make sure you're balancing that where we still remain affordable. Our utilities still remain affordable. You know, our taxes are not out of, you know, control and mm-hmm. just so, yeah, it's a balancing act that you definitely have to, you know, you have to kind of make sure you're not growing too fast and, and you know, pricing people out. What were you going to say, Alex? Well, the, the real estate market is just ridiculous right now, though. Out of control. 
Yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, Lisa's house, um, we bought that for less than $75,000 nine years ago. And they say that it can sell for 145000 That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Double it's crazy. Two, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath built in 1923 or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, it's a century home now. And people are buying anything just to have, you know, four walls Something. and a roof. Yeah. Um, the inventory is so low. Yeah. It's just making the market crazy. I, uh, I mean, we'll see if it actually sells for that. But, I mean, it's just, you know, as far as, like, you know, pricing people out. Like, I mean, I sometimes make the joke that, like, you know, we're going to end up Hudson, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I don't – we're never going to look like Hudson because we, we don't have the space to build freaking McMansions, you know. Yeah. No. Um, but, um, but, you know, it, it, it definitely does feel – like I have a rental situation right now that I'm really lucky to have found. It's 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 really affordable. My landlord's great. You know, me and both my kids can live here comfortably. Um, but a lot of people struggle to find um, a place to rent, mm-hmm. let alone a place to buy that's affordable. So I I do think that like people are getting priced out, but I don't know that that's the fault of the city. I think that's the fault of the market and the, that's um, just mm-hmm. the housing inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's everywhere. I mean, that's not just kind to of your the point. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I I bought this house in 2010 and it was short sale less than it was like 72,000 and it was recently you know appraised at what 135 or oh, assessed I'm sorry not appraised it was assessed at 135 yeah. and I'm like no fucking way I'm like I look at it going I would not <laughs> I don't think I'd pay 135 for this my you know it's a two bedroom one bath our neighbors bought their house which is three bedroom two bath finished basement it was they bought it at 168 I think I'm like that's and you can spit and, and and hit their house Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing that bugs me. Like a house like your I love your guys house. First of all, you guys have made it's, it. It's tiny. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. It's small. Thank but you. You, guys, you guys have made it very, very nice. Way nicer than the house on 6th Street um, that I was referring to a moment ago. But like um, but but your yeah, house I mean, has, your house has character that that, that house on 6 has character. I mean, yeah. the one well, bedroom is kind of small. It does. I mean, we <laughs> yeah, have a very I'm small house, but your, your we, house on we, one acre, I would totally pay 160. Oh yeah, right, I would, right, I would love absolutely. This house yep. on an acre, I would buy in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah, having two tenths of an acre, you know, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> well, across Kathy, seeing her nice double wide lot over there, yeah, you know, <laughs> Kathy, nice yeah, Kathy has a good yard. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the our, fact that Mike has made his yard like unbelievably nice. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, our, we bought our house in uh, 97 for 1997 for yeah. 84, 84. 84,000. Okay. And uh it, and then it, you know it, right? it did and then during the housing crisis we it it was really high and then it just we we actually came down almost to where we paid for it in 2008 wow. and we lost a lot of value. And then now it's been building back up. And I just had a, we, the real estate company was signed on to sell my dad's house, knows that we live in this address. And so it did an assessment for free. They try to get you to sell it, I guess. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they said, they said it was worth 74. 174? No, 174. 174. It was like, oh, 174. Yeah. I thought you said 74. You said 74. Yeah, I thought you said sorry, 174. Like, it was, yeah, which, which is, uh, I think that the county said, what is it worth? 145. Yeah. So. Which just nope. means their taxes go up, right? I mean, when they're yes. assessing it, that doesn't yeah, mean their taxes. Assesses, yeah. I'm like, you, you can go back down to be 74,000. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully oh, man. Here, I'm going to be doing some changes, you know, with my house <clears throat> outside and the deck. And yeah. I wondered you do it started this year, but, you know, the home equity line credit rates are kind of high. So they are. They're high now. Yeah. So, like, selling a house right now? Because, like, I'm going to have to sell a house and, like, you know, talking to my realtor who happens to sit on Cuyahoga Falls City Council, Gary Dreamer, um, you know, basically like 
there's you don't have to do anything to a house now. It used to be like, oh, you got to get the house clean. I mean, I know you mm-hmm. want to do this in Hudson, Stephen, but like put a sign out you know, and then I'm you're done. Told, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> short of any like safety things that are going to get caught by an inspector, like, you know, you could have paint falling off the walls, you know, like and we'll take it. Yeah. yeah. People again, people just want they just want four walls and a roof. They'll figure out what to do. And he told me he's like, the thing is, people come in and they immediately make changes. He said, I've seen yeah. people come in. And rip up carpet that's never been walked on just because they didn't pick it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, people are gonna do what they want, but I think this is a far cry from where we started this. Uh, I think so too. Kathy oh, Kathy to has up. to go. Kathy has to go. Run, Kathy, run. WKYC meteorologist Holly Strano was arraigned in Coggle Falls Mayor's Court on OVI charges after Thanksgiving night going 70 down Acre Peninsula Road. She had a utility pole. I saw I the video of involved. it, and I'm like, yes, I saw the video. I watched it. And we're like, so what I... the heck? Yep. She had the eye charger with the maximum, but it wasn't much. She didn't get, you know, some court yeah. fees and yeah. six days of of uh, driver class, and then she's lost her license with privileges for a year. So she's not. She got off light, man. Off and light. also, she, she walked away light. from that fucking accent. She took out wow. a pole. Yeah. It had to have been all the alcohol in her that has kept her alive or something. What yeah. the heck? On the video, I don't even think you, sh- you could see her hitting her fucking brakes when she no. goes over. No, she just blasted it. And she blasted it. Her car and oh, sideways. I was like, yeah, she's very lucky. Oh, that yeah. very, she got a hydrant, lucky. too. It flooded yeah. out of tennis. Oh, no. I don't know if anybody no. knows if she, like, has, like, issues with alcoholism or anything like that. I would just say, like, you know, hey, people make mistakes. And when they're famous like that, yeah. it's, yeah. You know, I feel bad for her. Like I, I feel bad for her because it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. It was Thanksgiving night, so she was part with with her family or probably whatever. Yeah, having a having fun in holiday. I mean, yeah. But then the way that she was driving, you could tell she should not have been on the road. So she was point two four four. Yeah, point two four four with three times the legal limit. Point two four. Point two four four. Yeah, she was fucked up. Yeah, so she should have called an Uber. She was hammered. She That's needed to call, lot. yeah, and yeah, that is just. That's not like your point one oh or point one. No, no, she had was a little in your buzz, but you're like, oh, I think I got 70, this. Seventy yeah, into a telephone four, You're pretty sloppy. <laughs> well, well, the she went by the it just went right off the road. Yeah. And and Thanksgiving night was good good weather. It wasn't raining, mm, and luckily, yeah, it was nice. So yeah, that was just naughty. Make better choices. Well, I hope that, you know, she gets help and if she does have, you know, problem with alcohol that she actually gets some help for it. And this is a wake up call. And luckily, you know, nobody got hurt. Is I hope she doesn't lose her job. Yeah. I mean, it's well, you know. they're still sticking by her. They, they had a press release. OK. Yesterday. They, they, yeah. Maybe she'll just get some help. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The forecast was murky. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. OK. The Cuyahoga Falls Library Children's Department has received a $1,250 grant through the Millennium Fund for Children to purchase materials to support English language learners, such as interactive puzzles, story time kits, low vision books, sensory materials, as well as continue to support international newcomers learning English with materials in languages like Arabic, Nepalia, Nepali, 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 Nepali. Oh, I shouldn't have said this one because I don't know what this is. All right. Uh, International newcomers learning English with materials and language like Arabic, Nepalia, Burmese, Pass. Okay. Maybe somebody else needs to say this. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, I need to take these classes. I need to take these classes. They're going to get English materials. They're going to get learning material, learning English materials. 
Okay. Our English, English are good. All over again and do English. the whole thing. With you want to do the whole thing? Arabic, Nepali, Burmese, Pashto, and Spanish. So welcome just... to all our multinational yes. um, friends and family. If you're against this, you have a cold, dead heart. Amen. <laughs> yes. We have, uh, we have mutual friends who are on the library board, and I had somebody texted me and told me about this. And um, in part because I have a daughter on the spectrum, and some of this money is going to go toward having sensory materials. Awesome. Uh, which is good for kids who might be on the spectrum. Um, Absolutely. But also, we have such a huge um, influx of, especially Nepali, but also Burmese and other mm-hmm. cultures. Um, many, many Arabic people. In the summertime, if you go to Lions Park, um, <clears throat> you'll see a lot of people um, with their kids wearing hijab and pushing strollers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having these materials available is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I would I, I would love to learn Nepali myself just to like, you know, be able to communicate with these people. And I mean, it speaks to the fact that like the school district just recently, I think we talked about this last time we were together, um, maybe um, they hired a, uh, a, a gentleman who mm-hmm. is a Nepali liaison for the district who can talk to some of these families who may struggle with the language barrier. And um, there are a lot of kids in the district who, you know, show up here from from Nepal, Bhutan. Um, and just are kind of thrust into our public school system and can't communicate with their teachers or their peers. So um, the more ways we can support those kids, the better. Absolutely. And I I saw an article, I think um, the Beacon Journal did one about the teacher. And I just think it's fantastic. I mean, love it. I love our library and everything that they do. I think it's fantastic. The sensory material. I mean, did I hear, speaking of sensory, and I know that we're kind of rambling a little bit, but walmart or something like that aren't they like turning down the lights at a certain time so people that have sensory issues um which i would say i'm one of them too where i get a little overwhelmed with too much light and sound and things like that that they turn down the lights and it's a lot more quiet so i I just think it's really great that they're it's between what time i think 8 a.m and 10 a.m or something like that something yeah every day it used to be like tuesdays or whatever but i thought they were going to start doing that like every day yeah between eight and ten, and I'm like, fuck, I'd rather go with all less of that ambient chaotic noise, and crap, things like that. Know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's great that they are, you know, we're starting to acknowledge that people do have sensory issues or, you know, need the help with the, like the language and stuff. I don't know. I think that's what makes our community great. All the different, you know, types of people and um cultures just makes us better. It kind of goes to the point of people want to complain. Certain people want to complain. Well, if you live here, learn the language. Well, yeah, you okay. need to have ways for people to learn that language and be able to interact with them mm-hmm. rather than just assuming that everyone's going to know it you know you go get shoved into you know say germany or something without knowing any german and try to make things happen there's you no know? way like, i yeah, have trouble with the english language obviously i mean i can't <laughs> you have yeah, trouble saying this though i'm like there's yeah. no way i'd be able to learn another language i mean i can't even imagine being you know put into a, a, into a situation where you have yes you, you can't communicate with anybody yeah you know yeah, very scary. I mean, I think that that's fantastic. And good job, Cuyahoga Falls Library. Corgi. I see a corgi. ADD. Oh, God. Speaking of corgis, uh, the Jingle Dog Parade was canceled due to a mystery dog respiratory disease. Yes. Uh, the disease has not been reported in our area, thankfully. But yes. a small percentage in multiple states have popped up. They're saying it's similar to kennel cough. It's crazy. Yeah, that's sad. Mm-hmm. That is bummer. And seeing like pictures of kids, of uh, kids, I'm gonna say kids, dogs with uh, like dog face masks on. That <laughs> was a thing. But oh, yeah, it yeah. Is. I can't imagine being yep. able to keep those things on the dog's face very long. No. It, it looks, it looks like a muzzle though. So I mean, I think. It's, oh, uh, okay. They would hate it. So I, 
The parade is still happening, but it's going to be happening virtually. You can email your pups pictures to events at downtowncf.com by Monday, December 11th. And the photos will be posted on Facebook that week so people can vote. You know, for people that have dogs that have severe anxiety like us, this is a good thing it for us. It would be very make, inclusive. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, it's inclusive dog for all dogs. I, our dog, oh. I got a dog to help <laughs> my anxiety, and my dog has anxiety. Yes, it's a true. There's a meme out there, and it's so true for me. My, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of that. <laughs> My dog has so much anxiety. She ha- he has to take like anxiety medicine. We oh, are like that, bonded yeah. at the hip. Oh. It's like you're supposed <laughs> are... to stop so we can say how much anxiety does she have? <laughs> <laughs> oh this man, much. you have no idea. I am like embracing my mental illness now, and I'm just like, yep, this is me, people. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy, and so is my dog. But so I you, think get, you got cravings for milk bones too. <laughs> Guys, guess what time it is? What time is it? Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts. Bart's Arts. Oh, that was good. That was the best uh, one yet. Good job, best guys. One yet. All right. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. And it's down to three. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I see four. Oh, yeah, four. Mike, can you count? <laughs> well, I'm not including myself. Oh, he counts you guys as one. He counts you guys as one. Oh, so sweet and romantic. It's like, no, it's like Squid Games. There's three other contestants. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Falls Cast Squid Games. Clyde Cogga Falls was awarded a grant from Arts Forward, a grant program dedicated to advancing the cultural community in Akron and Summit County. So, con- uh, congratulations, Clyde. Yes, congratulations. Matt Weiss. Clyde's a fantastic organization. Yeah, Matt Weiss, who's the Falls Free Press logo. Yep, yep. And Molly Hartong, and I know there's a lot of others who are um, serve on their board. They do annual events. I've been lucky enough to perform um, at some of their events, and I've seen a lot of cool art there yeah. um, as well. Just to, I mean, really another one of those great reasons to love Cuyahoga Falls that, like, mm-hmm. we're so arts-oriented now, and, you mm-hmm. know, so, yeah. Yep. Congratulations on that. Absolutely. The Calga Valley Community Chorus, formerly known as the Calga Falls Community Chorus, will perform Handel's Messiah with two student choirs at Calga Valley Christian Academy on Saturday, December 9th at 7 p.m. Admission is free, but attendees are encouraged to donate personal care items to benefit Urban Vision and Akron Ministry. Very nice. And finally, beginning Monday, remember to vote for your favorite parking meters. Downtown. I haven't really been down there very much. I I feel like I saw the leg lamp one. I we haven't been down there either to see all of them. As always, the yarn shop hit it out of the park. Oh Oh, really? What did they They do? They have they have the minion have three minions sitting on top of Christmas presents, and of course it's all knitted. Well, I know that my um the person I work with um is part of that and they did the frosty last year she wasn't she didn't participate this year but yeah there's a good group of people that just do some pretty awesome stuff with their the year they did the grinch was awesome yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. they're just fantastic yeah i don't know that's talent that i can't even understand and there's one there's a dress form with a ballet dress around it oh who is that i don't know i like that uh we'll have to go check it out we'll have to just go do a little walk and then, of course, Pete the Cat is down there ne- uh, right next to the uh, ice rink. Who did Pete the Cat? The library. 
I love it. Okay, I figured it had to be somebody with. What about yeah. cousin Eddie? Is cousin Eddie out by uh, Reverie? That was the that was a great one, Matt. That was a great one. I so love good. that. That's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I will again say that we should like be all required to write an article about what our favorite <laughs> Christmas movie is and why. Uh, well, okay. Well, you, you missed it at the beginning. I was telling them about how I uh, watched two Christmas horror movies this weekend. Okay, there you go. Which one of them was a take on It's a Wonderful Life. I keep seeing something about like a live haunted Christmas haunted house that's like Krampus. It's like you can go visit it. Um, Yeah, I used to do a thing when I was a teacher where I would I I joked that I would ruin Christmas for my students and I would make them like read all these like chapters about, you know, how like, you know, Christmas is based on a pagan holiday and like how every country has a different like myth and for um, college students, right? We're not talking elementary students. Let's let's make that clear. You were doing that to like eight year olds. I'm doing this to to, to eighteen year olds. <laughs> yes, in, in yes, State yes. University. Yeah. And I would make them read articles about like the existence of Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm an atheist, so to me it was like fun to sort of like yeah. have them like roll their eyes and get mad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, for for <laughs> like, like challenging them so bad. But did you tell but, them Santa but, wasn't real? I did. You horrible human being, you. How I don't, could you? I'll be real honest with you. I don't do Santa with my kids either. And yeah. they, um, they, they like, they really want to do the Elf on the Shelf. And I'm like, no. She keeps <laughs> saying you got to move it. She keeps saying you got to move it every night. I'm like, I'm my not mother, interested. My mother, my mother brought bought that at a store because she thought it was a cute like two years ago. We're not mm-hmm. starting a tradition mm-hmm. because of consumerism. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. There's a great uh, a documentary that if you ever get a chance, you should watch it. It's called What Would Jesus Buy. And it's about this, um, it's about this, like, performance, this performance, um, like, uh, I can't remember what they call themselves. They're, they're like a performance troupe. And, um, they have this guy who dresses up like he's a, um, like he's a Southern, like, preacher, you know, he looks like, like Elvis, but with blonde hair and he wears like a white suit. And instead of saying, (laughs) instead of saying amen between every sentence, he says, stop shopping. And they, and they (laughs) point out all the, like, all the evils and consumerism and they go through the history of Christmas and they. They talk about like profits and like how like, you know, after World War Two, Christmas was that was really the first time that Christmas was really celebrated like it is now. And oh. it was because they wanted to like rebuild the economy um, and it was a way to like keep stores in business. And prior to that, people would get like, you know, a pair of boots and bag of oranges for Christmas. And, and now it's ballooned into what it is now. Yeah. now. And I do celebrate Christmas. I love the parking meter competition. I love, you know, yeah. the lights and all that stuff, yeah. but I just think, yeah. you know, it's appropriate to question, you know, some of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, I just getting together and whatnot, not necessarily the commercialism and the yes. present giving. I mean, it's nice to do that. Yes. Like little things, but it's more about just getting together and do I hate having some food and whatever. I hate it because yeah. there's so much pressure on there and yeah. it's just like, I just, I just hate it. I try to stay away from the stores between this time because I don't want to be around crazy people and, you know, my anxiety doesn't allow it. And I just accept that. But I just hate the pressure of having to find that perfect gift for somebody. And then if somebody buys you something better than what you bought them and then that, you know, the pressure. And if you don't have a lot of money and you have to, I mean, I just hate that part of it so much. And I think that's where I'm getting kind of like bah humbug with um, the holidays because I'm over it. I'm just totally like I don't want to have to go and buy you know all this money I loved it when the kids were little because it was like the lights and you would take them driving around to see the lights and spending time with them and you know that kind of stuff and I enjoyed and that's that that's fine you know it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not about the gift giving at that point. nope 
Nope. I talk about the elf on the shelf. I saw a little like um, video of it and there was a mom on there saying, Hey, I'm going to take you off the hook with the elf in the shelf. And because she doesn't want to do the elf in the shelf. And her a daughter came up and said, hey, so my friends are having this elf in the shelf. Why didn't Santa bring an elf for me to make sure that I'm good or bad? And she said, well, have you ever been on the naughty list before? Oh, and the daughter's like, you saw that one? She's like, no, I've never been on the naughty list before. And she's like, well, there you go. Santa must know that you are good and will always <laughs> be on the good list. So they doesn't need to bring, you know, a elf to keep making sure that you're, you know, better be good or bad. And she's like, oh, okay. So I think that was a fantastic way of doing it to allow your children that you are good no matter what. You but are the better, good. But, but you, you missed the punchline. The punchline of the video is the little girl then sees Elf on the yes. shelf that like other kids yes. house and she's like, yeah, that was a really good one where she's now like saying, oh, you have an Elf on the shelf. Oh, poor you. You must be bad, Yikes. you know. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that silly thing of like, you better be good for goodness sake and all that kind yeah. of stuff is just telling the children that you're not innately good is it's a like good a season for you. yeah sorry it, i mean well i'm just i was just gonna say to bring it back because it's a it's a, <laughs> i see what you're i see where you're going <laughs> that it's a great season for the arts because you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities for crafting and you know yeah. and to also like go buy art from local artists you know as gifts which is a nice way one of the things that they talked about in these books I would have the students read is like lost um, value, how um, economically speaking, there would be like negative value. So like you buy a present for somebody that costs 50 bucks, um, you try to be creative, they get the present, they're not sure exactly what it is. If you ask that person, well, how much do you think it costs? They say, I don't know, 30 bucks. It's just lost $20 of value. Um, so it actually like does weird things to the economy in that That's way. That's interesting. And, and they say like to um, actually to avoid that to do gift cards or wish lists, which doesn't seem as much fun. But um, like uh, also when you think about it, it's like the pressure that you're describing, Suzanne, um, is kind of taken off in that way. So what I do with my kids is like all year long, they have an Amazon wish list. They add stuff to it toward the end of the year, like sometime in October, November, we go through it, take stuff off, add stuff, whatever. And if people want to buy stuff right off the list, they can. If they'd rather look at the list to get ideas, they can do that also. Um, but I do think it's a great um, time of the year, you know, for the arts and stuff like that. Also, Yeah, that's so. a really good point. I like that to be able to go and buy from your local artists and give those as gifts. I think that that you're supporting someone's, you know, livelihood that, you know, you know, it's an actual person or a small business. If you're going to go and buy something from a small business owner, you know, yeah. you are you're doing a direct impact on their lives instead of going Especially to Walmart, in the falls. Target. And yeah. Oh in yeah. The falls, you can go to an art store. You can mm-hmm. see a painting. I mean, I've done that before. I went into Looking Glass. I saw a painting I liked. I liked it, but I didn't want that one for my house. But I wondered, hey, does that artist have other stuff I might mm-hmm. like? And sure enough, I reached out to the guy and he did custom work for me. And I have these beautiful paintings mm-hmm. in my house now. So, mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. to that point too is, you know, some people want to complain that, oh, this painting cost me a hundred bucks where I could go down to the store and buy it for like 40, you know? Oh like, yeah. I can go to home goods and get it. Painting, though. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, it, it's, there's, you're actually supporting somebody here versus somebody who's just mass printing mm-hmm. something, you know, or you say like with furniture or whatever, everyone, everyone wants the Ikea furniture at the Ikea prices. But yet when you get an artisan made piece of furniture, you can play by the price. It's like, well, you yeah, don't realize yeah. how much it went into and how much better quality those materials yeah, How much longer be. it's going to last. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could hand down that heirloom furniture, that artisan furniture to your kids and maybe even their kids where the Ikea is going to maybe last five years. 
you know, maybe 10, you know, particle board doesn't last too long. Yeah, right. And you're going to be missing pieces that you have to go to the company. Yes. And yeah. The Lego instructions on how to put it together. And the like, Lego extensions. And yeah, do I have the right Allen wrench? <laughs> Uh, Mike and I went to, speaking of art, uh, Mark, Mike and I went and stopped at the Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine, yeah. Front and Shine, we went for breakfast, yeah, and they actually have art on good. the wall that you can purchase from local artists. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they, and it has like their QR code right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you the price, whatever. You could just scan it. It has the Venmo link and all that stuff. And you can just take it off the wall and take it home. That's it awesome. was really cool, it was yeah. Cool. yeah. They did a real good job down there. I mean, they it's still the swan. They just kind of updated it a little bit, you know, and they even... I think we got the breakfast that was called the silver swan. You know, it's like two eggs, oh, toast, cool. meat of choice, whatever. And they, they call it the silver swan, you know, so I'm like, they kind of gave it a it? nod. Uh, was it just for that? Was it like 10, 10 or bucks? $11? Yeah. It wasn't bad. That's, that's the one sad thing is the swan. Like you could go in there and have yeah. A yeah. breakfast for like five bucks. But yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah. Those but, the days of that were probably numbered anyway. And, yes. You know, yes. we know but, the humble family. Carrie's yeah. got the sign in her house. She'll post. Yes. I'm friends with her. She'll post stuff on Instagram sometimes, and I'll see the sign in the mm-hmm. background. I'm like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets me. Their potatoes that or they don't. They're not home fries per se, but the potatoes that come with their breakfast are mm, so good. They're they so were good. good. One of them they is crispy. Good. It's almost Pretty like sure it's owned by the same people who own the Doodle Drive. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of businesses that like are changing hands, I know this isn't arts, but since we're already talking about it, the I mentioned to Mike in a text yesterday that I drove by Dominic's Pub and it's yes. got a sign that El Papa uh, Mexican restaurant is yes. going to go in there. So. Is that the same one that was in Chapel Hill that we liked, yeah. right? They're yeah. moving yeah, and to... See, and- and they changed their name to Agavero, but like when I went in there, when they first changed names, like some of the same people were there. So I'm not sure if it's just a coincidence. I thought they sold or, it. No, it's like yeah, Mexican so, restaurants and thought... Chinese restaurants. It's like yeah, sometimes they sell it and keep the name. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't sell it, but mm-hmm. they change the name. It's like you can't keep track. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'll be. I liked El Papa. Me too. We want to thank our listeners for joining us this week. Remember that we do want to hear your ideas for potential interviewees. You can shout those out to us at falsefreepress at gmail.com. Wait a second. Sorry, I'm done. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I'm fired. Wow. Okay. I'm on the I'm on the fans right. now. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. And of course we're always in the market for article submissions. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere if you enjoyed what you heard. For now, we'll say goodbye and hope you join us next time. Bye. Bye. Later. Fallscast is a production of the Falls Free Press in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Please check out the Falls Free Press at fallsfreepress.com or on social media at facebook.com slash fallsfreepress. We thank you for listening to this episode, which was recorded and edited by Bart Sullivan. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell your call to close friends and family so they can listen as well.